Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 140, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, fuck Rush Limbaugh, fuck Buck Sexton, fuck Sean Hannity, fuck Ben Shapiro, fuck J.K. Rowling. Uh, All right. It's Monday, June 29th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. White, white thighs. Show them to me. (laughs) Always quarrel alone. Defund the police. Uh, That is courtesy of Wesley J. Here. And I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Cause we're signing it up on the guy on Broadway! Talking about healthcare! Talking about crazy, cruel police violence! And I just made that up. Uh, Her Majesty just walked in the room and yeah. threw me off, guys. This is what happens when you're Zooming. Uh, shout Hello, out Her to Majesty. at Jeff Kalmbach for that uh, Bee Gees rework. Uh, yeah. Yes. And that wasn't just all Her Majesty, you know. I just, I I messed that one up. I could have done better. No, you know? I got to get Michael Jordan in me out. Well, we are thrilled, Miles, to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian, the talented comedian. She is Marcella Arguello! What's good? What's popping? What oh, is good? Everything. Should I do it? Should I do a song too? Yeah. Fuck the police. Fuck them. Fuck the police. Don't fuck them like we like to fuck men, but fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that where you're going with that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Wow. <laughs> so you have a. You have a great voice. Are you? Do you Thank sing? You so much. No, my my grandmother and my father are both singers. Oh, um, really? In El Salvador, yes. Damn, and my, like, is that a is that a big shadow like you live under? Like, do you did you not no. sing because you're like because they're so good or what happened? No, you know, I didn't even. I don't. I didn't. It was just not something that I wanted to do. I right, just. Right, I don't right. know. Mm-hmm. I just never dawned on me like, yeah, I could be a singer in the same way that I never <laughs> thought like, yeah, I could be a comedian until I got much older. You know. Right. 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 Um, how how has the choir been for you? This is your first time with us since uh, the uh, global pandemic. Correct? Yeah, I mean, I've been severely depressed, yeah. you know, in and out, um, mm. just dealing with my my brain. I mean, I I'm certainly glad I've dealt with a lot of my own uh, mental health and trauma before this shit went down because I feel like a lot of people who haven't or when they're alone so much they kind of have to face their demons a little bit more clear clearly sure so mm. i definitely i'm just like blue because you know i'm unemployed aggressively and i i haven't been unemployed aggressively in a very long time if ever right mm. have you um. like what's it like been because i know a lot of comedians are trying to do whatever they can to still scratch that creative itch are you finding yourself like looking at your art, your work differently, like what that means, or what's how's that been for you? Just sort of in terms no, of no, like just of just a big no. I'm just mm-hmm. like you know, not, right now is a good. I'm I've always thought that taking breaks was good, 
Yeah. So like mm-hmm. it, the that first like month, I was like, cool. I'm just gonna get some sleep. I'm gonna like not trip about nothing right now. I'm not didn't do no Zoom shows, and I'm glad I did because I feel like a lot of people like jumped into that shit, you know, pretty sure. quickly and maybe burned themselves out a little bit. Um, I mean, I always like I love tweeting, so t- Twitter is like my easiest way to kind of still be creative without putting too much out there. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I I definitely am like, oh, it might. I had just written and performed a new hour that was like mm-hmm. almost wow. ready. It was like eighty nine percent ready. I just needed a little more tightening and some and some little spots. But now when I look at it, I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to approach this totally different because that hour is not not that it's not relevant because a lot of it is like, you know, uh, family, gender, uh, race, all the shit that we always I always talk about. But now I'm like, oh, I have to kind of start angling shit a little differently. So right, I'm right. analyzing my comedy a little differently, but I'm not in a rush. Sure, sure, mm. sure. Do you have anxiety about like getting back up in front of people, or are you just like eager to get back up in front of people? Like, do you I have mean, that itch? It's it's kind of both. I mean, I keep thinking about how. Um, before I did, so I started comedy at 21. When I was like a teenager, like I would get laughs wherever I could get them, you know, like, oh, I'm at the grocery store or I'm like talking to whatever or making my friends laugh. And right, I've kind right. of reverted back or regressed back to that where it's like, I'm at the grocery store. Like I've never been so friendly in the grocery store in my fucking life than I have, or I should say since the comedy, because comedy really like made me like exhausted to interact with people or be funny right. and now i'm like i'm back to being like huh i'm gonna kind of flirt with you make you a little uncomfortable guy yeah. i'm throwing up the guns it was my fingers guys right. just so you know what yeah, i'm like yeah, let me juggle these apples real quick going on. <laughs> and and uh and it's it's kind of nice it's kind of nice to be like oh yeah this is kind of who i was before i performed for oh, groups of people yeah right so i kind of feel like i'm getting you know, I need, when that itch really happens, I don't, I'm not inclined to like do a Zoom show. I'm like, oh, let me just fucking go. Cause I'm going to the grocery store like once or twice a week at this point mm-hmm. to yeah. like get some little things. I like to like cook on the whim now. And um, yeah, so it's been kind of interesting in that. People just can catch a 15 minute chunk at, they at should. Ralph's. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> like, no, grocery out. I'm a grocery outlet girl. Yo, catch me by the boar's head deli display case. Um, you're doing a workshop, a little tight six-minute thing I got going. You know, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, Marcella, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're just going to take a step back and look at uh, how Trump is currently dealing with everything, uh, specifically the resurgence of the pandemic. Uh, and the upcoming election. Um, we're going to look at, at the pandemic and where this resurgence is coming from, uh, where it isn't coming from, and then we're going to talk about the floor is lava and the nut case. No, the nut job. Uh, <laughs> Twice we're going to talk about Donald Trump and then the movie? Oh, come on, oh, guys. What go. are we doing? Yeah, it's been I'm great. Dairy now. Case here at Albertsons. Uh, <laughs> my name's Marcella. <laughs> uh, uh, but first, Marcella, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, I was searching. The two things I searched for most recently was um, the a Prince puzzle. I was like, I need a new puzzle. And mm. I was like, I want a Prince puzzle. Cause I was like, oh, I could frame it. I could give it to somebody I love. I can, you know, there's so much you can do with a Prince puzzle. 
Right. And then the other thing was Mrs. Frizzle or Miss Frizzle because um, a white woman was cast. A blonde a Aryan nation white woman was cast. <laughs> like, I wish you guys could have seen Miles' face when I said that. What's her I, name? Yeah, I was I was looking at something and the, the idea of Miss Frizzle was a. I'm sorry, like a like a blonde haired, blue eyed. They casted someone like that they to be. Ca- what is her name? The woman who does hoo ha The one who directed Charlie's Angels. Elizabeth? No, I don't know. Oh, Olivia Wilde? Thanks. Oh, wait. Yes, Elizabeth Banks. Yes, thank you. Okay, I've got them all mixed up. Okay, yes. And so she she's cast as Miss Frizzle. And so I was, and people were like upset about it. So I went to go look, like, I I don't remember what Miss Frizzle looked like. And she's just a redhead. So I was like, oh, they just cast a blonde in a redhead role. Because people want Tracy Ellis Ross to be it, which would be amazing. Um, yeah, well, that's where, like, I think, you know, people who want to slow down any kind of inclusion can be like, well, I mean, Miss Frizzle is white. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not going to disrespect the children's memories of the magic school bus. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. And have (laughs) some woman who's not white there. I mean, (laughs) all I thought was, all I thought was Bernadette Peters is right there. Was she not available? Does she not want to do it? Because Bernadette Peters is, is redheaded. And incredible and can sing and she's so dope. But, you know, I, I also understand the, the yeah, the diversity aspect of things. But, yeah. Yeah. And when also, it's, like, Miss Frizzle's hair was, like, I always remember to be curly. Like, I never right. thought of her hair was, as mm-hmm. straight. So that's whatever. Right. I don't know yeah. what the fuck. It's not the, it's not the just, biggest issue, but I, I definitely had to be like, what did Miss Frizzle look like that, that people are upset? And I was like, yeah, oh, just cost themselves yeah. a cool mill in the wig budget. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the other thing too is like you got to stop treating these char- white characters as their whiteness is sacred or yeah. essential oh, to the portrayal of the character. Right. Like, no one is gonna be fucked up if James Bond is not white or yeah. a woman or well, white. Yeah. Miles anything. actually. Oh fuck. So there was this uh, this Broadway play <laughs> called Hamilton that did that, and it was a complete disaster, and nobody mm. went to see it. So right, you right, keep right. That in mind. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, it was a, right. It's just so Bombed. funny. Like, I feel like that has to be the next step, too, is, you know, they have to tear down the sacredness, sacred whiteness of characters that, like, you know, I, because I think a lot of the times, like, they rinse and reuse these franchises because they can make money. But it's like, right. imagine if you rebooted, you could fucking do Iron Man as a fucking black guy. I, yeah. I, people would go watch it again or Absolutely. anything. Absolutely. I'm but also I think- just like, Elizabeth Banks, is, is, is she such a name that she has to be the role? I don't think no. so. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Not at all. Yeah. Because I'm like, they could be like, well, we wanted a big name. And it's like, <laughs> right, she's <exactly>. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they should have cast Ariana Grande. You know what I mean? Like, right. they were going to want a big name who would be down for some weird shit. I guess because Pitch Perfect, like, she's known from Pitch Perfect, like, that they feel maybe that's why people maybe. feel like, oh, I guess so. That's, is, is it a live action or is it like her, she's voicing it? Live that's action. That's a great question. Ooh, it's live action. Live action is going to be kind of dope too. Like that's absolutely if they really go the CGI. all in on the yeah on the CGI. Do you remember that movie Inner Space? Yeah, from the eighties where he shrunk down and was inside the body in that little spaceship and shit. Of course, uh, I I always remember like in the episode because I had seen that before. Maybe I gone to school and seen Magic School Bus when like Magic School Bus would go in the body. I'm like, this ain't shit. This is like Inner Space. Like I was always comparing Magic School Bus biology mm. things to the movie Inner Space. What I was a like, dork. Yeah, I, I had nothing going on. <laughs> and then I would I would bring it up, and all these other kids are like, are you like 90, bro? Like, we haven't seen that movie. <laughs> You've always pictured Miss Frizzle as Martin Short. Is that who, <laughs> is that who Classic plays? boy. Classic uh, 80s right. boy. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? What is something that I think is underrated? Serving jury duty. Mm-hmm. I think Ooh. people need to be serving jury duty, especially black and brown people, young people need to stop treating jury duty like it's something like it's a punishment. Um, and I say that because uh, there are a lot of old white people that mm-hmm. love to serve jury duty. Yep. And yeah. they use whatever they want in their brain to make decisions. And sometimes it is racism and homophobia and all of the shit that is uh, white white supremacy. And uh, I think that a lot of people just kind of look down on jury duty. And, and normally I would have like a joke answer, but this is like, I really want to get like, start changing yeah. people's mind about jury duty. Um, and even the one time I did in my, I think it was 10 years ago, it was like, you know, cause a lot of the times in these cases, in order to like, you know, prevent people from, you know, using uh, their prejudice to make judgment calls on, um, they like leave information out. And, and I served on a, as a juror on the case where, it was obvious that it was two fighting boyfriends or lovers or some shit. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't say that, mm-hmm. people were in the in the jury were confused. They were like, well, I don't <laughs> understand why. And I finally was like, they're gay, you guys. They're fucking gay. Like, context clues, you know? You could see it in yeah. his eyebrows. This is like a Latino raver had those thin eyebrows. They're like, oh, he yep. is homosexual. Okay, guys, if you can't see it, I don't know what to tell you. And um, yeah. and it was also funny because even when they were like giving their testimonies, they were like trying to hide their quote unquote gay voice. You guys know what I'm talking about. Don't even. And it was really funny because I was like, they're really trying to talk with their like white work voice. And you're not <laughs> fooling me with that shit. You're not fooling me with that shit. So it's weird to have a case that they were just treating it like it was like these random men attacked each other. So it what do y'all think? No, they like, were they were together in the car or something like I can't really remember. But they were together somehow driving his car. I was driving his car and, you know, mm. that kind of weird. And then it turned into like, wait, so why are they going against each other? But it was very much like they right. were just mad at just, each other a year ago. And now <laughs> they're right. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyways, so I think people should serve on, on... Anyways, oh, what I was trying to say was there was an old white guy who was like, I don't understand what this is about. And he was just like, this doesn't make sense. They're guilty. And I was like, how does it not make sense and they're guilty? That shit yeah. don't make no sense, <laughs> <Right>. sir. Assuming. <laughs> right. yeah, it's which like, sorry, like, my reflex when I get in here and they're brown right, or exactly. black. Yeah, people, people are like, my gut feeling. I'm like, your gut is racist, sir. Like, that's not a gut feeling. That's racism. Um. But, oh, really? Because my gut has been uh, on a steady diet of Sizzler buffets and Cracker Barrel for the last 60 years. I'll have you know. I'm stewing in there. That racism is just stewing in your little tummy. Um, is Sizzler racist? Do we think of Sizzler as a racist restaurant? I just want to posit know. that to the group. I mean, What I'm are our feelings on Sizzler? I mean, I used to fuck with Sizzler, but then I think of the people I would always see at Sizzler uh, at the North Hollywood one or the Burbank one. And I was like, mm, not really my vibe. Not really my crowd in right. here. I mean, but that's the thing. It depends on the area you're in, right? Because right. like where, where, where I'm from, yeah, there's a lot of white people there. But like a lot of minorities, they look at it like, oh, that's somewhere nice to go. Because in that yeah. area, that, well, that is was somewhere Red nice to go. Uh, on but Ventura we had Sizzler, and we had, yeah, There you go. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Everybody has their ideas. But yeah, yeah. so it's, it's right. certainly arguable. I digress. Okay, we'll go back to the lecture at hand, which is, yes, absolutely participate in jury duty. Because like you said, I, a lot of people be like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Fuck, I got to do it. But a lot of it's the time too. Up. Yeah, when really it's like 
fuck, man, I could maybe actually protect yes, somebody. exactly. Uh, and be a voice of reason against yep. maybe a group of really ignorant people who are going right. to just try and enforce their terrible worldview on somebody through the judicial system. You think about the people who are able to participate and eager to participate. Mm -hmm. It's the same people who tend to have, you know, it's like boomers who have money put away, like old white people. And meanwhile, California employers do not have to pay employees for any lost wages due to jury duty summons. So it's like specifically designed that way. It's like one of those uh, invisible ways that they kind of stack the deck. Yeah, uh, which is why it's important. Capitalism. If, yeah, exactly. Which is why it's important if you have the time, if you have the means and you are not a white person, you should. De- I mean, white people, too. I mean, especially the younger generation. They're like, you know, opening their up their eyes. They'll and their listen ears. to you. They might listen to you. Yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah. So if you if you have the means, I, I strongly recommend it because you can make a difference in a way that is is actually systemic. You can make a systemic yeah. difference, which is what we're talking about uh, yeah. I think on a daily basis. But then it's tough, too, because you go in there and like during selection and you show that, you know, a lot. And then like one inevitably one lawyer is like, I want them out. There's right. Like, no <laughs> which way. They're is gonna true. fuck the whole thing up and, for my defense or my ex- prosecution. Absolutely. Which is also why you answer those questions with that in mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're right. like, uh they're like, what do you think about like what do you know about what's what's your experiences with the uh with law enforcement? And I'm like, uh Love and they're like, them? Okay, here he's he's already having to lie about this, so <laughs> right. we want him out because he's not gonna be amenable to this. Right. Yeah. Uh what is something you think is overrated? What is something that I think is overrated? Being nice. Um, mm. last time I was on as a guest, I got railed by some of your audience, your fans, your viewers, your listeners, <laughs> viewers, and uh, oh, they, they didn't really, know—they didn't know about you. They didn't know about me. They were like, <laughs> "I don't. This lady is a bitch. She is a. Me- I think they just called what? me a meanie. Yeah, which oh, I was cracking okay. up. Yeah, sure. Because I was like, guys, the album is called The Woke Bully. Um, but <laughs> I do, I do want to. Uh, I don't care. It doesn't bother me when people think I'm sure, mean. Sure. But um, I because you're actually not. And I think that's that bothers people who were like may need to prove something to people who don't know them. Right. Uh, sure. And so that uh, is not was, you. Yes. So I just I want I wanted to say that people uh, consider you, quote unquote, good because you're nice. And I think we need to like start opening our eyes to the the different versions of people and their personalities um, and stop assuming that someone is a good person because they they know they know manners or whatever the fuck. Like it's character and demeanor need to really be uh, viewed in, in new and different ways. Yeah, I think, you know, to the point of like this whole idea of civility, right, that mm-hmm. the right brings up, it's because essentially it's about confrontation. Yeah. Uh, and right. and we paint uh, non-confrontational people as nice because mm-hmm. they won't create an uncomfortable situation by confronting something right. that is true and probably bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like it's just the same thing when we're it's like, oh, it's just like just please the civility it's really it's just really a lot right now. it's like because we're calling you out like and don't yeah. just twist this shit up into being we're it's mean or uncivil uh you are being uncivilized and the mere fact of pointing it out is one thing but yeah it, it especially now uh especially ever since now. may 25th things are different <laughs> and i will say that a lot of people do not have time to be polite especially in the face of something as you know putrid and disgusting as racism right Uh, because you see it now i feel i i can tell people are like i see other people checking people more finally that i'm surprised not that it's a global shift but it's more than i expected um so 
there's something something and on the on. and then the flip on that is that some people who are nice or considered kind are hiding abusive behavior or they're uh, enablers of abusive behavior sure. so it's it's a it's a lot of factors to take in that i i wish more people would would kind of stop questioning why you know or start questioning someone who is being nice as opposed to questioning someone who is quote unquote mean or whatever they consider right. rude or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah. The more it's nice, the, pleasant. The older the pleasant. I get and the more self-examination I do, the more I think of the fact that I'm like conflict avoidant as like a huge personality defect and like something that I need to work on. And oh I feel like that's something that I've like internal <laughs> that I've internalized like from a very early age. And like I have to actually like do the opposite of of my instinct to actually live a a purposeful life as opposed to just you know steering clear of uh discomfort i love that i love that for you jack i I love (laughs) that i love it two extremes right now (laughs) you guys are y'all at different ends of the spectrum I mean that's right, why but I, I want but, to be more on your end of the spectrum and I am I need to work towards that. I, I love I that. that. I do. I encourage more people to be like me. And <laughs> <laughs> the Arguello method. <laughs> the Arguerdos. We are the Arguerdos. Should be like us. Speak yeah. up. Uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think you is know true? I you know I hate this shit. I don't do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hate pass. this. I fucking don't want to do this one. I hate this one so much. I have a question because I don't use this to just ask you a question as a comedian. I, f- I feel like I've seen a lot of funny tweets from comedians encouraging other comedians to quit. Oh, uh, yeah. They should. Like from the pandemic <laughs> moment to around May 25th. I've seen like a lot of people because I, I feel like, you know, with any... Uh, moment big cultural moment societal moment it brings the best and worst out of people and i'm curious if like is there do you as a comedian do you look at people like that is that a real thing where people should be thinking about right now it's like look man this this pandemic may have proven that this isn't something you should do on top of it please go and maybe you could have a better life because it seems like maybe a lot of comedians are unhappy and maybe because they just shouldn't be doing comedy Right. I mean, the 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 truth about comedy is for a lot of people, it's the stepping stone, right? People don't know that Michael Keaton was a comedian first. Right. Because it is like the, the experiment. Because if you don't have, if you, if you want to be an actor and you don't have the, the, the wherewithal or the connections to do what you want, you can like get on stage and people can watch you and you they watch you act a routine, right? Or if you want to get into directing and you don't know how to do that, you, you think, oh, I just want to be a comedian. And you get on stage and you start realizing a lot of people, they start realizing they want to do other things, which is why it's so normal for so many people to dabble in comedy, start in comedy. And I, I do think that this is one of those moments that kind of proves that some people, this isn't what they want to do. Right. And and sometimes you you something helps you find that moment. Sometimes it's oh I was doing stand up comedy and this woman cast me in this thing and now I'm an actress full time. Cool, that's great. Some people need a fucking global pandemic that proves to them that this is not their passion that they don't want to be out every night. And because that's the thing, I'm not even a nighttime person. I'm a morning person. I hate, I like being in bed by nine thirty. Oh shit! Like, okay. Comedy has proven that. I like doing stand-up comedy because right. I sacrifice that. I do sacrifice that 
that I can perform. I've learned, you know, when like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm not out every night. Like some comics are like, I'm out seven nights a week, five sets a night because right. I'm a fucking stand-up <laughs> comedian. And it's like, well, that's unhealthy. Grind you on know? It. Right. Yeah. Team <laughs> no sleep. Yeah, it's like that's well, that's not healthy, and nobody should be working like that um, in anything, you know. Yeah. And uh, and also, you see people who say that who aren't even that good at what they do. It's like you have to be out because if you take a night off, you will not be good at this anymore. Right. And right. this kind of goes back to uh, what Jack asked me earlier. If I'm like excited to get back on stage, and I am because I also know I could take six months off. And I will be fucking great on stage. I know that about myself because I've done it before. I've taken long mm. breaks and I know that, oh yeah, no, once I'm like rested and energized and I feel, and I've spent time with my family and my friends, my loved ones, I know that I, me on stage, it's, that's the best version of me. Like right. this, this break is actually really good for my comedy because I'm living my life. I'm experiencing things. I'm having conversations with people that lead me to old stories. I totally forgot about. And I'm like, oh, I can talk about this on stage now. Right. And that's how real good comedy comes. And and I do think some people should quit because stand up is hard and people <laughs> act like it's not. And it's fucking really, really hard. I tried and that shit once and I'm like, nope. <laughs> but look, you found, but you figured out you don't like to yeah. do it, you know? And right. All it took was need. once. All yeah. it took was once for you, which is smart. You know, you're, that's self-awareness. There yeah, are people right. that will do it for years and be like, I don't know. I always say it takes you like four years to figure out if this is the one you want to keep doing. And if you keep doing it, that doesn't mean you're still going to do it. Right. It could, you know, the next four years could, it's like the 10 year mark is when you're like, I'm a comic now. And and some people <laughs> right. give up in 10, in 10 years. And even now, I mean, I've been doing it. I'll, this is, well, technically I'm approaching my 15th year, but I'm not really going to be doing anything this year in stand up. but that's fine with me. Right. And uh, mm. but I know that I'll still be very good at what I do and it'll still be hard and I'll still be happy. And well, as we just learned, you are actively turning down a career as a singer to yeah. uh, to yeah. do the stand up thing. That's so. true. I think I blew mm. out my voice every because I do road gigs all the time. And I just sing on the top of my lungs and <laughs> and that's I think I blew out my, my throat when I did that. Oh, just now? No, no. Oh, on the road. And on the road. Before? So that's yeah, why you're able like, to summon such those whistle tones. The instrument yeah. is still working from where the, I yes. sit. Yeah. The uh, instrument works. I'm just saying, like, I've, I definitely fucked it up that I can, like, pursue a professional career is what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, okay, well, it. I believe otherwise. That's because you're, right. you're mediocre. Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a Facts. quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. So let, let's talk real briefly about the president before we get to uh, the important uh, matters of the floor is lava and uh, the nut job. So Donald Trump has been fighting a war that he can't win. I don't know if he realizes he can't win, but he he's not going to solve this economy uh, and certainly not going to solve it by sticking his head uh, up his own ass, which seems to be his uh, preferred method of solving any problems. Um, he can't self examination. Yeah, he can't. He can't. He he's he's the opposite of equipped to uh, deal with the moment we're having confronting America's systemic racism, uh, and he rejects the science on COVID nineteen, uh, and we're seeing. 
uh, over the weekend exactly what that leads to. Yeah. Um, it was, and it's been bad. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. This whole thing, um, man. The Tulsa rally, I think, was a clear sign of diminished like enthusiasm. Yeah. Not just even from his supporters, but even from him. I mean, granted, yes, they had a the full half of that stadium. There was a full half, so uh, it was not just six thousand people. It was a full half, and he was even just like he's just screaming violent racist shit, and he's not even capable of like the dog whistling that he used to do that got the crowds going. Because yeah. now it's like. They're like, you ready for just like some hardcore like fuck Asian people and fuck Brett? Like it's like, oh, yeah. before it used to be like build the wall and like make America great. That was like nebulous enough that it put if you were stupid enough, you could just pretend that was a nice thing that right. you were screaming. Mm -hmm. But now it's like so in your face. I think it's it it's even like worn out his base in terms of showing up. Obviously, the pandemic is one thing, but you know, at the very least, right in a re-election bid. And any campaign, you have to just present a vision of the country under your leadership. He can't do that anymore. Like yeah. he act, he's un, he's unable to articulate that in public anymore because all you can do is look at like, oh, you completely fucked everything up, and now you're hiding. Mm. And on Thursday, he had a town hall with Sean Hannity, mm -hmm. okay, which was basically a televised blowjob. With a bunch of fucking people social distancing. I don't know. It was so weird to see like, okay, you're going to pull up to the rally everybody together, but you're going to let Fox put masks on people. Like, come on. What is it? Stop pump faking mm. with like your stupid shit. So in in this, Hannity gives him the easiest, like mm -hmm. it's all meant for Trump to look good. You right. know, it's all it is. It's never <laughs> oh, going to be a hard hitting question. He does the simplest thing, basically saying like, here's your chance, sir, because you're getting beaten you like this man. There's a guy who's possibly more senile than you, who's beating you by not saying anything. So I'm gonna right. give you a shot. Here's a let me bring the rim down to about five and a half feet. Here's a miniature ball. Now dunk the fuck out of this, sir. Okay, so this is an underhander. Says, let us know what your priorities would be in a second term. This is his answer, and tell me how just unimaginable. Just listen. If you hear in 131 days from now, at some point in the night or early morning. We can now project Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president of the United States. Let's talk. How do, what's at stake in this election as you compare and contrast? And what is what are your top priority items for a second term? Well, one of the things that will be really great, you know, the word experience is still good. I always say talent is more important than experience. I've always said that. But the word experience is a very important word. It's in a very important meaning. I never did this before. I never slept over in Washington. I was in Washington, I think, 17 times. All of a sudden, I'm president of the United States. You know the story. I'm riding down Pennsylvania Avenue with our first lady, and I say, this is great. But I didn't know very many people in Washington. It wasn't my thing. I was from Manhattan, from New York. Now I know everybody. Okay. I mean, he starts off, he's saying, what's going on in your, your second term? And he's like, oh, man, it's, let me, let's talk about experience. Like, he didn't. It was such a weird non-answer where mean, he yeah. couldn't even say like, hey, man, you got to stick with me because like this is I know the, the easiest thing would have been like you can lightly acknowledge things are bad, you know, and still not have ownership. Like because I know they want to be real sneaky with their language. You're like, you know, things are tough right now, but we're going to turn them around or whatever. Now he's just doing shit like he's actually making excuses like, you know, before this, I didn't know nothing about this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. He like says shit like that. He's like, I was, I'm in New York. Next thing you know, like I'm president of the United States. Uh, he's, I feel like he's really starting to reveal, like he he knows he's fucking up, 
And now, like, it's weird excuses and, like, non-answers that he's using. I just can't wait to see the Sarah CPR video on this. You know Sarah CPR? She's so good. She's so good. If you guys don't know, I'm sure you do. She, she, um, oh, my God, what's it called? Like, lip syncs the Trump videos? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Oh, I mean, are you an Old Testament guy or a New Testament guy? (laughs) 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 Both. Um, Yeah, I just found... Out, like I had definitely heard people talk about her uh, before, but I just finally started watching her videos like oh, in the man. past couple of weeks, and, and she's great. She's great. Like even as he's as we're listening to this, I'm picturing her and what she's doing, yes. right? To yes. m- mock him, and it's 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 insane because I think that's the I forget who it was. Someone was pointing out like it, it, it's so frustrating because I can't watch him anymore. Like I was watching those daily press briefings when they were still happening. Um, but man, I, I had to stop watching. I was like, this is driving me crazy. And then when she came out with her videos, I was like, this is such a good way to consume the news. <laughs> At least I'm hearing what right. he's saying. At least the, I'm hearing yeah. what he's saying. The other uh, part of that town hall was he then kind of basically like concedes that he's going to lose to Joe Biden and starts blaming people like now in you know, the end of June. He's ready. I love that he's prepared. That's I all. I mean, just listen, like, like, cause it's, it's interesting to see how he's sort of turning into like, I don't This is such a, a, you know, like, like when somebody starts losing a game and they just flip the table cause they don't want the conclusion mm. to be the loss. So they'll yeah. just disrupt mm-hmm. it. Like make, this is kind of what he sounds like. Here's a guy doesn't talk. Nobody hears him. Whenever he does talk, he can't put two sentences together. I don't want to be, Nice or unnice, okay? But, I mean, the man can't speak. And he's going to be your president because some people don't love me, maybe. And, you know, all I'm doing is doing my job. Don't forget, before the China plague came in, and it's a China plague, before that came in, we had the best job numbers we've ever had. We had the best economy we've ever had. So, again, he's saying, you know, maybe because some people don't love me. That's why. It's the guy that's going to be president. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's this pretty is the, great. I mean, I think even uh, like the Wall Street Journal, they were even taking shots at Trump. They were saying like, "Why don't you just call him? Start calling him President Elect Biden?" So, <laughs> right. I don't know what you know. There's definitely like that change where he's. It used to just be like, "Let me just puff my chest up. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I'm gonna keep trolling everything." And now, like, we're seeing more of this like hanging head Trump. Uh, doing his tie, like shuffling his feet, I think, I think saying, I'm going to lose, you know. This is bankruptcy Trump. He's so right. used to being in bankruptcy. He knows the steps like right before you file for bankruptcy. And this is him <laughs> being like, all right, let's get. All right, guys, I think we're about to file for bankruptcy. I, I really right. just got to get mentally prepared. That's him being mentally prepared because that's he's he is a bad businessman. You know, right. and this right. is this is a part of it being like, like strategically laying the groundwork for his failure. And how it's not his and fault. Explain, right, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, either way, it's 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 get it's getting less and less elegant and more aggressive and more like. I in mean, your did face. it ever start at elegant? I mean, my, yeah, like, yeah, I I use that like so <laughs> somehow. Less I think elegant. I see I mean that shadily, but yeah, I mean, he's just. Nice. Just you don't, you don't want to be nice or not nice. You wanted to. No, right. you know, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna nice confront nice. him. But here's Fuck guy. President Trump, okay? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> oh I'm my out here. God, that's I'm out here. President. Wow. I'm out here. <laughs> Miles. I am gonna um, be I'm gonna be performing at Nancy Pelosi's Christmas party. Just you I wait. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um 
I, I do love the pairing of, I don't want to be nice or not nice, yeah. but here's a guy who can't <laughs> speak like that. So he goes from the least descriptive well, like statement in a ever and then uh, into I uh, making fun of somebody else for not being able to speak. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're both, I mean, it's, we're truly looking at two men of varying degrees of senility. Uh, and yeah, it's true. Like, I don't Grandpa? know. Biden, Biden does have you? trouble talking. The thing that really blows my mind is that he said he was going to, Joe Biden on TV said, and I'm going to beat Joe Biden in November. Like, that uh-huh. just, I don't That's know. That's a hard how, one to get. It's yeah. hard to say your own full name out loud and fuck up right. what that is. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I don't know. I don't care because at the end of the day, I'm not, I, I'm not voting for Biden because I think he's going to deliver on the promise of a just America. Right. It's got to stop the bleeding right now. That's right. Stop the bleeding, God. That's so sad. Yeah. But that's, I mean, and I hope that's what hope can hope motivate people out of this idea of politics. Cause like, I think that's why some people are like, yeah, we got to pinch our noses and vote for Joe Biden because I think more people now are hopefully guided more by purpose than they are party or politics. Absolutely. And, and it's like, dude, I don't care if what, I don't give a fuck what, if you're a D or a R or whatever, if you're not out here trying to actually take care of to take care of people and you're willing to actually confront these bigger systems that are responsible for it then get the fuck out man like people are fucking dying so get it's, the fuck out of the way it's weird because i remember i was too young to vote i think i was too young to vote when bush was going up for the second term or something 2004 or, or maybe 2004. i was that so, was my first election oh that that was my first election too 2004 so that was what was interesting was how many people were having the mindset of like George Bush is going to be the only one to get us out of this mess. And I'm just like, guys, that doesn't make sense. He's the one that got us into this mess. <laughs> and so it's, it feels like the same energy of that, of like, except for the first time people are like, yeah, we should vote for the other guy. Cause it's the only way to get out of this mess, even though he's still a mess as well. Like it's right, so right. weird because don't want to change horses midstream. Oh, please do. Yeah. Please do. But- but I think it's but back then, right, when I was 18 years old uh, or no, technically 20 going into that election. Yes. In 2004, I was like full on just like we're Democrat. I don't know. I just thought I know I know my parents voted Democrat. So I went into that being like, we're Democrats. Like, fuck sure. yeah, don't but, go straight down the that, ballot. And like you don't, then you have to actually confront like, what does that even mean? Like, what, right. what does that but mean? That was to be that was what was the first time where I was interacting with Democrats who still believed that Bush would be the one to get us out of this mess. Like it was, sh- I, you know, I lived in a, in a red County. I lived in Modesto when I was right. at that age. And so it was just so bonkers. I was like, what? This is like, this is, I'm going to vote and I know I'm going to lose. Like this feels weird. Right. It was so weird. And so this yeah. is like the same, but we actually might win because people are actually like, well, we got to, again, we have to get out of this mess, but it's so yeah. weird. It's just weird. The energies are the same, but totally different. Right. And I think people have to keep in mind, man, politics gets us to where we are now. We are in the situation we are in now because of a lack of purpose and an emphasis on party. Right. So if people really want to, if you're really like about it now, uh, after May 25th, and you're looking at everything and say, hey, I really am, I am invested in making America like a just place as much as it can because we're starting from hell. Yeah. But if you want to, then you it has to be about purpose because politics has is this this is the reason we are in it. This is why there's Donald Trump. This is why we have Joe Biden. It's because we have a complete utter disconnection disconnect mm-hmm. from purpose. 
from purpose. Like if it's just about saying, hey, man, all in a pandemic, you know, Trump Trump right now trying to get the Supreme Court to like end Obamacare in the middle of a pandemic. Like we have to just look at things like, yo, people need health care no matter what. No matter what. And that's why we're here to figure that out. And I don't care how many people put money in my campaign coffers or whatever, that there's a way to do this that's humane and we don't put people out of jobs when we change industries, but have that as a purpose rather than being like, I can only go as far as my corporate benefactors allow me to go. Yeah. That's basically where we're at now. And it's linked to what you asked me earlier about stand-ups quitting, because I feel like there's some stand-ups who are seriously considering being more involved in politics, and they should. Like, these are people who are are great speakers. You know, maybe they're not good joke tellers, but they're great speakers, (laughs) and they know how to get people motivated. And it's it the enthusiasm has to start at, at a grassroots level to first change to to happen in a in a long term sense, and that's the issue I think we've had for a long time where people were and going even going back to you saying that you voted and you were just like I'm a Democrat who knows you know yeah. and it's like you, it's it's important for the children to be informed as they go into voting you know yeah you say children because 18 year olds are children you know they then but they have the power to vote and I think that we we should encourage the the that we inform the younger generations and they feel more informed now than than ever before. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, the access they have to like diverse thoughts and opinions yeah. on politics. It's I was incredible. out there literally being like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Isn't Bill Clinton like the only person to vote for? Right. I'm like, right. Ralph Nader, right. who? <laughs> yeah, what is exactly. that? I'm like, the seatbelt guy? And then I'm like reading, I'm like, damn, the media had me thinking this guy was saying like the dumbest shit. But I'm like, yo, this guy was trying to do uh, this. Wow. That's, okay. what's cra- that's what's crazy is the way that. The media and even in entertainment, we're making some of these these third party guys look fucking crazy. And then now we're just like, oh, I understand the whole third party concept and why that matters right. and, and why it, it will help change shit and shake shit up, you know, because even not that uh, Bernie was a third party guy, but he 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 kind of forced Biden to start making a couple of different statements and start thinking it and looking at things differently and and so it's all that shit influences everything else so right the democrat party the democratic party needs needs to die like as currently constituted absolutely so it's so thorough dude if you just think about nader's 2000 campaign was about he was saying if the two-party system is completely gridlocked the united states and it's not working for people or workers or the working class he wanted universal health care, affordable housing, uh, free college educations, workers' rights, increasing <laughs> minimum wage to a living wage, you know, exoneration for drug-related crimes that were nonviolent, legalism. This man, like, it's just so funny when you, there are people who have been doing the work and yeah. looking at the problems of this country, and they've been saying it for decades, and we've allowed, like, the mainstream media to sort of categorize or paint people as outsiders or things like that when really you need we need to be looking at things like that and realize the media is there to paint mm-hmm. people as outsiders that threaten to upend this completely greed driven system that's unjust that's all it is yeah i mean as as much shit as i talk about social media uh it's like when you when you think about how like much of a stranglehold the mainstream media had on our political thinking in the past and how bad they were at <laughs> at utilizing that trust. I, I feel like at least we have something else, even though it's 
controlled by giant corporations who are uh, wildly irresponsible. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the, that's what makes social media more of an equalizer in the internet yeah. is that like, dude, if you're not fucking with what they're saying on CNN or whatever, you can find people who are, you know, that are independent journalists. Like there are like legitimate yeah. independent journalists, or you can come listen to three scumbags talk on a microphone and listen to our show. That's right. How dare you? I'm um, not a scumbag. Am I? <laughs> Maybe I am. I never thought about it before. <laughs> Anyways, I mean... Things are probably going, by the time you're listening to this, uh, things are going to be worse than they are when we're recording it, but things <laughs> seem to be going in a very uh, bad direction. I think people are thinking, because the deaths aren't as high this time, uh, people are treating it less, I don't know, like it's different than the first time, but I feel like- Hospitalizations you know, the, are still increasing. Death though. has always been a lagging indicator. Hospitalizations are still- increasing and the reason there's a lower death rate is because the youth are getting it more this time but they're going to spread it to the elderly and also when you look at like the stories from italy and new york city during the peaks like it didn't matter what age you were when you were coming in with a bad case it was right you know you you were in trouble so anyways trump is hiding from all that but uh, just briefly, because I think it's useful information, the thing that they've said probably did not lead to an uptick is protests because everybody is fairly respectful there and wearing masks, uh, at least Black Lives Matters protests. Um, and the thing they're saying has led to increases that they've actually been able to like use contact tracing to look back at our bars you you really don't want to go to a crowded bar right now. Yeah. Uh, shockingly, yeah. Um, Who'd have thought? When I was drinking, my favorite things to do were close talk a little too loudly, uh, and be not worried at all about my physical safety. So I'm <laughs> I'm shocked that uh, this has turned out to be a, a bad mixture. Right, and that, like yeah the. So many bars I think of even like in LA, like have the space of like the backseat of a Ford Ranger pickup. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not in any way like, oh, this, eh, maybe it's ventilated. It's like, no, you're walking to a hot fart and that's just, and everyone <laughs> is screaming at each other. The other thing is yeah. when you look at like, yeah, these states like Florida and Texas, they were so horny to get the economy going. Mm. You know, Abbott was like, I don't give a fuck if your Nana drowns in her own fucking blood, <laughs> homie. These fucking shops are opening, bitch. This is what time it is. Like, it was that kind of aggro energy cut to them being like, got to shut down bars. Got to shut down everything. I don't know yeah. why LA bars are still open. Anyway, well, I, I do. Agreed. But th the thing that even uh, the governor of Texas is saying, like, when talking about, like, oopsie, we got to close shit back up. It still has that ghoulish money over everything like tone to it where he's saying, as we experience an increase in both positive COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations, we are focused on strategies that slow the spread of the virus while also allowing Texans to continue earning a paycheck to support their families. The last thing we want to do as a state is go backwards and close down businesses. That's mm. the last thing we want to do. The last yeah. thing we want to do is not have not generate money for the ownership class. Um, the last thing is not let all our citizens die. It's not generate no, the, money. from. <laughs> it's like so, it's like out there in your face. Um, yeah. I, it, uh, I don't know what else to say, you know, like it sucks because there's so many people who really think just because shit's open means it's safe. Right. 
I mean, people don't care. They didn't care when it was closed, you know? Like, that's why they were out in the streets protesting. Like, it needs to be open. Because they fucking yeah. can't exist without a haircut or a fucking yeah. mozzarella sticks or but whatever still, the fuck. There's still people I know, though, who, like, aren't, you know, like, you know, f- uh, beer bonging Fox News clips and shit. Like, they're pretty reasonable, but, like, they just have that disconnect of sort of, like, there's also a self-centeredness that I think, yeah. regardless of your political ideology, Lack of empathy. you're kind of like, I got to go out there and like, honestly, I don't normally think of what that means for me to do anything in the context of someone else's life. I just know that I'm bored and I would love a fucking froze right now. Yeah. <laughs> the Yeah. I mean, the human mind is particularly bad at conceiving of the future and like future consequences. We're just not good at that. And this is an especially good time to be aware that you're not good at realizing the consequences of, uh, you know, well, the health risks you're taking because they're invisible and because it's the future and we suck at that. So just, just stay the fuck home. Wear a mask when you can't. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We got to talk about this floor is lava thing, man. And we're back. And uh, so we picked two uh, pieces of entertainment from the Netflix top 10 to review. Uh, Miles, Marcella, did you do either of these? I, I tried to watch Nut Job. It's the same, oh, wow. old, same old shit, same old kid <laughs> shit. And then um, I did watch Floor's Lava, but that's because I know someone who went on there. Yeah, wait, okay, oh, so who man. is that? Because I think who... Kevin Porter said he knew somebody... Janine that, Hogan. Oh, She's a comedian. Okay. They have her on there. She's like, I'm a professional beatboxer, which is so funny because she does beatbox, but that's not like what she does. Right. <laughs> wait, what episode is she in the second one? Uh, I want to say number nine, I think. Oh, okay, so or she's maybe deep not. Into, I, okay, she's, I only got through the first they, couple. She's in, when they only have two-player teams. There's three Oh, two when they go to teams. level two. Or whatever. No, and when they have only because I guess they have teams of three. Oh, is that level oh. two? I don't know. Yeah, 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 know. yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh. Well, I don't know. I mean, okay. So Marcelo's review of the nut job is kid shit. I just it's this it's the same storyline <laughs> that every sure. kid show every kid movie had, which is fine. A lot of action, a lot of hijinks. Yeah. Um, yeah there's a lot of a uh, a lot of. Like the the only joke is people getting hit or falling off of things. I my kids, uh, I watched it with my uh, four year old and two year old boys. They laughed uproariously at every single joke. I believe um, it. Now, usually, like with troll, it's hard for me to uh, dislike a child's movie as much as I disliked the Nut Job, um, wow. because if my kids get enjoyment out of it like i did not like trolls trolls the world tour looks like if marx's version of the end stage of capitalism vomited onto uh a poorly rendered sims but <laughs> this this brought my children a lot of joy but every time they laughed at one of the characters in the movies getting hurt the only type of joke I didn't love the movie a little bit. I loved my children less. Yeah, there you go. Because of, yeah. I respect that. Wow. I respect you, Jack. 
Damn. You're like, oh, wow, y'all fuck with this? Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Wow. You don't like okay. my chunk on yogurt? Okay. Uh, Bum ass <laughs> kids. All right. I love um, it. <laughs> it is, uh, it, it, if you want to appreciate every Pixar movie you've ever seen, watch this movie. Mm. Um, otherwise, don't watch this movie. It is, uh, it is all nut punt. Like the, the movie exists because someone thought, oh, like uh, the Italian job, but nuts, the nut job, get it? Like someone heard that phrase and like had that double meaning in their mind. And that is the only moment of inspiration that happened during the course of this entire, uh, the making of this movie is, is that wow. double entendre. They totally backed out from that. Yeah, once um, I once I saw that Will Arnett was doing like a quote unquote Italian voice, I was like, oh, I don't think so. I'm wait, out of here. What? Will <laughs> Arnett is doing it? It's I I like haven't seen city. anything. Or in- yeah, like a city. New York forties Italian, and it's like hey, light. What are you doing out here? And it's kind of light, but he's doing it, and I'm just like, oh yikes. <laughs> That's how you sorry, there is one other joke. Uh, cops uh, in this movie like donuts, so that that's a joke mm. that doesn't involve people getting hurt. You know, as someone who loves donuts since I was a child, it really offends me how much cops yeah. have 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 I don't know co opted the idea that that you know that they should they should even be associated with such a delicious yeah. delicious treat. Donuts are so good. No, they the should best. be associated with the just clan. Stick to the pig thing. Yeah, exactly. That's always just do the you know, donuts. You don't or get the donuts. Cops? No, the cops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clans do have uh, the clan does have, they have some meetings. great donuts. I mean, there is a reason why Krispy yeah, yeah. Kreme is spelled with two K's. <laughs> oh, you should be writing for the Nut Job. <laughs> that just blew my mind. Yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, nut puns. Uh, that is the main theme of the movie is uh, nut puns. Like, I bet I bet it. they had to hire one person and they just only wrote like a, just a list, a laundry list right. of nut puns. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, anyways, that is the nut job, Miles. I am very intrigued by the floor <laughs> of lava, though. I used to play this game uh, yeah. as a yeah. professional at this at one point. Yeah. Uh, what what is uh what what's the show like? I mean, similar to like how the development process of the nut job or the nut whatever the fuck it was happened. This sounds like some like half baked idea of some like you know production company bros on a yacht. I'm like, dude, remember Floor is Lava? Dude, imagine if we, like made that a fucking like obstacle course game show. Dude, it'd be so fucking cheap, dude. You could Bro, fucking just what like a one good fucking idea. room. Fuck, why didn't I the think of that? We're going to be millionaires. Because, like, you know, I used to work on Ninja Warrior, man. Fucking setting up that fucking thing up, ridiculous out in Hell Vegas. Yeah. Plus, oh, I did The yeah, Beast yeah, for yeah, fucking yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Wait, insurance is a fucking end mare, my G. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, with this, bro. like, but... When you watch it, though, it's it will suck you in um, because precisely that, like JM, our writer, he was talking he, he was talking about the roots. There was an MIT research paper, essentially, that uh, hypothesized, hypothesized, not actually attributing, but post-war America and like with suburban homes getting larger and people having now a family room um, and like which was like had more furniture for kids to just kind of play around on that that was the sort of foundational uh, environment for the game to develop although they also found example examples of a similar game in kenya and the uk so who really knows at the that's end of the my, day that's I, my that favorite american yeah it's my favorite american researcher asterisk it's like oh this has beautiful american history and they're like but we did find some information about it in kenya but let's not kenya. talk about that 
Kenya centuries they, ago, centuries yeah. ago. But I don't La- know. I think academia I think is like so uh, illiterate when it comes to fun that they just mistake <laughs> any any like just glancing blow with like a popular culture phenomenon with right. fun and. That is the worst idea, worst thesis statement, worst like that that it came from when people got more furniture in their houses in America and then also they had it in other countries. It's like, yeah, it's people have probably been doing it since there were things to jump on. Right. Like since we were monkeys in trees. Like that's yeah. The original. I wish I still had that kind of hand. Dumb MIT. Uh, so wow, you know, bold. Jack is the, getting more bold. I know he's, he's on one. Leaner and leaner. <laughs> Something happened to him when he got I after love that break. It. So the the whole show basically, you know, it's like fucking Legends of the Hidden Temple guts kind of thing. You're in a room. the The fucking room is flooded with like a red goo, which they call lava. Mm. And you have to kind of hop from item to item. So the same way when you play the game as a child, don't touch the floor or use will die. Um, similar thing. But on the internet, so many people are just hung up on what happens to the people when they fall in the quote-unquote lava, which is very clearly just a slightly more viscous red dyed water or some shit. Because of the way it happens is someone might like jump from one item to another and like slip or fall and then go into the water. And then they, they just edit it so you don't see them come out. And like everyone else <laughs> does reactions like, oh no, they're in yeah. the lava. So a lot of people on the internet are just constant. Like that's like the number one asked question apparently on the internet about this show. Like there in the first episode, there are these triplets that appear. They are some of the most hard to withstand. Like in terms of a viewing experience, they look like three dudes who would be heckling at an improv show. Like to in in the hopes that the people be like, hey, oh, so you guys think you can do improv? Why don't you get on stage? And then they get up and completely shit the bed. That's like how they're the energy of these three triplet brothers who are 26 and everything is like a joke opportunity, no matter how stupid they're just playing it up for the camera. I could not stand them. However, they did. They were on Reddit and people the one thing people kept asking was like, if I may ask a couple questions first, how do they get you off of camera so smoothly when you go under? Are there divers or someone under the water observing? And a lot of people on the Internet were like, I think there's scuba teams that when you fall in the water, they whisk you away. And everybody, like, I don't, I'm immediately just going like, they're just not showing you them getting out of the fucking thing because yeah. that's not a, that's not an expense a production. I was going to say, that's a, like, look at the budget on the furniture. Like they don't have that kind <laughs> of money, dog. Right, right, right. You think they have scuba teams fucking rescuing you? Uh, scuba teams. That's, the that is, is that come up with theory. Was that, that same MIT uh, researcher? Uh, probably. Who knows? <laughs> I just love that the water is just red dye and water, and people are like, they have a scuba team. It's lava. How do they get the lava there? Which volcano do they bring it in from? <laughs> anyway, I do realize it is enjoyable to watch because the early episodes, the obstacles aren't that complex where like you would have to envision yourself being like, well, I'm not an athlete. Like Ninja Warrior, like, bro, I don't have the fucking upper body strength to do any right, of that shit. Right. But like this, I'm like, yo, I could hop from a I bed know, to a I fucking dresser. The same thing. I'm like, fuck out of here. I'm like, get me in there right now. But, and I think that's why this show works really well. And also we find ourselves locked in our motherfucking houses right now. So we might actually be on some, yo, could you imagine fucking love? Yeah, why not? I might as well watch this like high budget version. It is great timing on their part. And it's also, I don't know if you guys know, and uh, Jack, did you say you watched it? 
I didn't know. The kids are loving it. I walked in on my nieces losing their minds, like laughing in the same way that their your kids were laughing at the nut job, just losing their minds watching the show, just like, and then just like watching intensely while people were like plotting what they were gonna, their next move was, and they're just like cracking up. And I was like, damn, this show is like, they're smart. It's hitting. Yeah, yeah. it's hitting. It's hitting. So oh. as much as some of and the it's contestants- it's okay for like kids, like, ah, you think? But there's oh, nothing yeah, yeah. like- Oh, yeah. It's clean. It's, okay. clean. it's super clean. No yeah, sex? It's not- No. Okay. No, I'm no, no. But well, at the end, yeah, yeah I was going to say, if, there's yeah, one if episode. If you lose, if you're third place in the first round, you have to get pegged on camera. That's it, though. That's all. Yeah. I think that's healthy. In front of your kids. And it was, it's right. this, it's this youth pastor, and it was, oh boy, you hate to see it. Um, is there, is there a, uh, like comparing it to Double Dare, is there like the Jeopardy portion where you have to like answer questions or is it all physical challenge? It's all physical. the all physical. Oh, shit. But it's Love cool it. because like you can like if you have some sort of outside the box thinking, like you can find yourself at an advantage where like mm -hmm. you could pull something off the wall and use that as like a bridge or other shit like that. Yeah. So it's uh that's why I think it's just they found that like great middle part where it's like you you think you're more physically and mentally capable than the people you see on screen which is why you it's the same thing with like who wants to be a millionaire those shows it's like when you can get the audience to think they can totally win what they're watching then it's like That's you, money. Got, you got it baby yeah. you got it mm. the ringer wrote an article please help i can't stop watching netflix's <laughs> the floor is lava is that is that where you're at I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, I got to get it on and watch this shit immediately. Yeah. But it's definitely like, I'm not going to, I can't hate on it. Like I watched it and I was like, I'm, I'll watch another one. I, I feel like I, mm. I would enjoy it more if, if we got the language of an adult. Because you can tell they're trying to watch their mouths. Um, yeah. In the way that Nicole, <laughs> in the way that Nicole Byer now watches her mouth when she tapes nailed it. But like before she wasn't. So they had to like edit around it. But it's yeah. like I want to see the edited around it show. Like I want to see oh, the like if when they jump. I know people who worked on that show and they said it, that version would probably be the biggest hit. Absolutely. Of just being like, yo, the the straight explicit version of nailed it. Yeah, and that <laughs> was the you thing. know who loves nailed it. Your kids. Cool. Yeah, I know. Kids. Not That's my why. Kid, my nephews though, who are like. You know, a, a little older, like a couple years older. Yeah, uh, but that's they, but that's why they did it because they were like, because when they, they were taping it, Nicole was saying they didn't know who the audience was for, so she was allowed to kind of say whatever she wanted until they realized, like, well, we got to clean this up, and mm. and then the audience ended up being kids, which is smart, you know. I mean, she is the Bob Saget of today. <laughs> wow, without the coke problem, yeah, right? That's true. Wouldn't be, I should just start a rumor that she has a coke problem. She's like, no, like when I say Bob Saget, like really think about that. <laughs> I'm just talking about full house. Mm. <laughs> full, a full nose house. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to watch that this weekend. That's what's babysitting my kids this weekend. Yeah, it's a good show. Do they play? Do your say, kids play? I will say the risk I would assume for kids your age specifically is it's going to encourage them to jump on the furniture, which they already do. Yeah. So, oh, do uh, they play that game though? Already? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. so the, yo, this will fuck their mind up because they some yeah. they do a little like graphic treatment too, like some effects to get a little like heat distortion. Mm -hmm. So at moments they kind of want you to think it's lava, but. Yo, if I was a kid and saw that, I would probably think like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a professional right, the right. floor's lava player." My you know, less reckless son plays that game, and my more reckless son like is it. 
it's not destructive of things around him enough. So mm. I feel like this will be good. This will get him to just jump oh, on the yeah. furniture rather than try to demolish it. You know, there when you I was six, I we we I don't I mean we played the you know floors lava, but one time we were playing um, like superheroes, and I was like on the 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 arm of the couch and I fell off and I broke my elbow. Um, oh, so sh- and to oh, this sh- day my elbows don't match because oh, of the oh, lava. Yeah, because of the lava. No, you fucking idiot. Because a doctor <laughs> couldn't put the arm. I don't know. He didn't fix it the way you know it, it's supposed to. He did it so right, it right, just right. Heal. It didn't heal properly. And uh, so then my elbows don't match. Damn. It's weird. You hate to see it. You hate to. Well, Marcella, it's been a pleasure having you. Is this it? Oh my God. Is this over? I know. know. It really Uh, did. This was so fun. Where can people find you and follow you? See, this goes back to me being in quarantine and loving performing because I haven't really been doing this shit. And I'm just like, this is so exciting. I could go for another hour. That's how like, exci- and usually I hate to see you guys. You know what I mean? Right. I know. And, and so anyways. Usually I, you have your sunglasses on at this part of the show and yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm taking your headphones like, off. I'm you're like, out just, here. just use the one from the last episode. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys for having me on. I'm at Marcella Comedy on, on everything. Two L's, Marseilla Comedy. Um, and the woke bully is still an album you can stream that it has some good stuff that is pertinent to what's happening right now. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Well, my friend Greg Edwards, he is at Greg the Grouch. He is so funny, and his his one of his recent tweets uh, is: "If people are still in jail for weed, they should at least get to smoke weed in jail." And that's very mm. funny. And mm-hmm. he also has a great uh, series, uh, art series, um, called the Redlining Art Series, where he um, shows. If you guys aren't familiar with redlining, absolutely look it up. But uh, he has he takes artists that were from these redlining neighborhoods, and he show he places them like the map of the city highlights uh, the areas in red that were affected by redlining and the artists on top of it is really fucking cool. I have a Lauren Hill piece of my own, but he has all kinds, James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Patrice O'Neill. So what's Lauren Hill's New Jersey? Uh, Yes. I'm going to say New Jersey. I I can't even remember, but I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Also, Greg, uh, before this, if you remember the character Sparky Sweets, yep, uh, thug you notes. know what I mean. Thug Notes. Uh, that's that's when he mm-hmm. first hit the stage. That's when I, I first met him in 2014 when he was doing that YouTube. Oh, really? That's funny. No, yeah. I've known him from San Francisco open mic days, um, and I've known him. He's my he's my he's like my legit comedy brother. Like he's treated me better than my own brothers have. It's it's he's a really great man, and he's a really funny comic. He's a great follow on Twitter, and he has this incredible art series. Support black art. Support black artists. So. That's all. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll, you'll hear him on this show soon enough. Oh, great. South Orange is where Lauren Hill grew up, by the way. Uh, Miles, where can people find you and follow you, and what's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Also uh, on my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. If you like 90 Day Fiance, uh, stop by because we talk that shit. Oh, come <laughs> on. Come on. Uh, so a few tweets I like. First one is from at tie to go uh, it's a photo of Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw typing on her laptop from Sex in the City and says, as NYC prepared for phase three, it occurred to me, maybe it was time I took on phase me. <laughs> Stupid. But I saw that one today. Fitting. Uh, another one is from uh, Mariah Alexander at Mariah Alexander. It says, 
Look on the bright side. People you hate are having a bad time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that that's something to keep you warm uh, in your in your cold heart. And another one is from uh, at Figgled uh, Deirdre's account, and she says, "Yes, we are a highly diverse company. Susan in accounts is a goth." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, used, I always hated when people used me as their diversity hire. People would be like, Marcella is a woman of color. And I'd be like, and what color is that exactly? Right. Because right. because I'm Latina, they want to throw me in the mix. And I'm like, uh-huh, what color? And they, that doesn't that mm. makes them real fucking uncomfortable. Um, is it, it's, what's the word you use? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing, Marcella, but gracias yeah. for being here. <laughs> exactly it. Tweet I've been enjoying. Flexington Avenue local tweeted. I hate when people say white people have no culture. Like, um, try again, sweetie. And then it's just a photograph from a cookbook that says beef fizz, two cans condensed beef broth, one cup chilled ginger ale, two tablespoons lemon juice. Combine ingredients and pour over ice and glasses. Six to eight servings. Oh, my God. What disgusting! I saw another one of those. I saw another one of those that was like an old advertisement, and and uh, it was a salad, and it was a piece of lettuce with half of like a peeled pear, and the center had mayonnaise. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. And people, and then the and the caption was like, and the caption was like, um, this is what America was eating before black and people and immigrants were here. (laughs) (laughs) It's. Uh, that's my favorite stereotype of uh, white people is that they're just awful at cooking. I know. That's what, like, also, like, yo, racist, stick to your own fucking food, bro. Yeah. You know what? I wish if, I wish we could, like, there needs to be a sketch of that, of, like, if you're racist, like, you should only be allowed to Like, you're about to eat anything, and you're like, then I'm just reduced to eating, like, underground vegetables with salt at (laughs) best. Potatoes. One a Beef bite of fizz. a cabbage. Oh my god! What a what a treat this episode was, guys. Mm. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding into this lovely week Uh, upon? uh, Orion's Sun is the artist, uh, and the track is called Antidote, and it's fantastic. Fantastic uh, artist. Her voice is like so... You know, she's not like a powerhouse singer, but you know if she's like, but her tone is really great and the production is super dope uh, because again, I like sample breakbeats and that's kind of like the rhythmic foundation of the Now With Her Voice. Perfect combo. So this is Antidote by Orion Sun. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Let's just stay inside my vehicle. I can drive wherever. Let's go. Yes, Let's go, that's my, that's my energy, that's my
But I 